I must warn you. I don't know how this is going to go. I also must warn you, since we've been away, had a lot of time to think. And that's scary. Uh, I also must state that I've been on the last couple of weeks, I've been on the phone all day. And I got pastors calling me whose churches are in the thousands, actually, to get my opinion on things and insight. And I go, Lord, you and Courtney will be my witness, and she's home with me, unfortunately. And, And I go, I go, God, you got, you got us in this little church in this little town. I don't have a clue what you're doing. So, you know, God begins to speak to me. Now, when I say that, I actually mean that. I, I, I don't know how it happened or when it happened, but I actually, I actually do hear when God says something. Now, sometimes it's scary. And sometimes, and usually I feel bad afterwards because he doesn't usually tell me anything good, right? Uh, uh, but, but I begin to sit and I begin to ponder and, and I begin to look at things and, and all these discussions and, and, and like where the state of the country and stuff is right now. I, I'll sum it up in, in one phrase. Uh, people just want to do whatever they want to do. And then, and then what happens is we don't allow Jesus to change our lives in certain areas. See, we, we, let, we let him come in. It's like getting your house remodeled. You know, you want your kitchen redone, but you don't want your bedroom redone. And, and, that's, and that's how Jesus, I'm realizing this, that, and this is coming from talking to a lot of Christians who, who, who uh, you know, Struggle in certain areas. And, and, and I, was, I was talking to a friend of mine from, well, you know what, I, he's not a friend. A, 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 a pastor that I know, and I hope he doesn't get this. Because he, he, <laughs> he probably thinks we're friends, but I won't call him a friend. But uh, and, and he, he pastors a church in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and we were having this discussion, and, and we were talking over some things. And, and I was telling him, uh, for a couple of hours on Sunday, we have figured out the problems in the world because we come in here and nothing matters. You know, who you are doesn't matter. Your background doesn't matter. Your race doesn't matter. I mean, just for a couple of hours, we, we figured that out. I, I said, but in my heart, when I leave here, it's still figured out. Amen. It doesn't change because we're not together, you know. So, so, and I told him, I said, here's my thing. People actually forget I'm black. They really do. I don't see how. But, but people do. And I think it's because people look past that and they get into my substance and, and that kind of works. But what, what I will say is that I, I'm thanking God that I have, I'm trying to allow God to change all of me. Because we are born in sin. Everybody say amen. So I know babies are cute. Ooh, goo-goo, they're baby. But I'm telling you, they, they, they're little demons in that, cast, in, that, in that bassinet, I'm telling you. That little carrier you carry that baby around. And people get so upset when I say that. Because babies are so cute. But then they manipulate you. And then you watch them grow up. And you see how they treat other kids. And you're teaching them wrong, right. They got to stop being selfish. Stop sneaking. Came downstairs one day and Julian ate a whole bag of donuts. Whole bag. And I'm like, son, and he just was like, I don't know. Just, just kind of what I do. And it's like, man, what happens is we, 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 we're born sinful, and then, then what also doesn't help is then we start to be raised by parents who aren't perfect. And then they begin to shape you. That's what it means. We're born in sin, and we're shaped by the iniquity that's around us. And then, unfortunately... Where we live, how we were brought up, how we were, you know, treated, uh, what color we are, all those things come into play to form who we are, 
Everybody say amen to that. Now, come on, come on, come on. And I'm going to get us out here, social distancing. And, 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 we, it, and it forms us. And then it, it so we not only are we born with the nature to do wrong, then our parents who aren't perfect, they begin to teach us what is right or wrong, but they're not perfect. So they're kind of messing it up. You following me? And then Jesus comes along and Jesus overwhelms your life with his glory. Remember, glory is like dropping a bowling ball in a bucket of water. It's, it's splash, he splashes into your life. And then, then he says, everything now is new. But it's like remodeling a house because part of it, you let part of it become new. And I'm talking to myself too. But there's parts that I won't let him remodel. Because these parts keep me safe. These parts make me feel good. These parts don't make me vulnerable. See? So I hold on to some things, but I let them change this, but I'm going to hold on to that. Bible. Just throw it up. The, the Bible. Whatever. What, I don't even know what verse. What verse did I get? Romans 12, 1 through 3. That'll work. Bible. <laughs> Put it up. Because <laughs> I'm trying. Katrina, if I don't get no Bible in a minute, I'm going to throw this drink back there. Where, where's my Bible? <laughs> you can tell we've been away, right? <laughs> Computer being slow. Computer being slow. We pay for internet. The internet's slow. Chris, come on. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm about to get hot. It's like... <laughs> Therefore, I internet's running slow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sam, get on them. Oh, it's gone again. Romans 12. Chris, come on. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So here, here's Paul. He's going, listen, I'm begging you guys to offer yourself as living sacrifices. When you, when you are sacrificed, that means you are totally given over to something else. When you're sacrificed, you're totally dead for something else. It, when you're a sacrifice, you actually don't matter. It's just the principle matters. Uh, give, your, make your, give yourself, I'm begging you to give yourself to Jesus as a living sacrifice. You won't die, but now you only live for him. And that's so difficult because we got this thing called a will. And our will is based on us being born with the nature of sin automatically and then being raised by imperfect parents and having all the influences around us of friends and how we were brought up and where we were brought up and how we did things. When you're brought up in the hood, you're brought up a different way. You're, you're brought up, you, see, you can't, you have to be edgy. You have to always be, get ready to be confrontational. You, you always have to have the sense of, that of heightened sense of protecting yourself. You don't trust anybody. That's how it is growing up in the hood. You know you might get into a fight that day. Sometimes you, you, you wonder if you're going to make it home. So it's, it's molded me and it's shaped parts of my life. But then Jesus comes and says, Paul says, listen guys, because of what he did, now you have to give yourself, be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and proper worship. This is your, your Bible may say it's, it's a great, it's, it's, it's the only right way you should worship him. Why? Because of what he did for you. He saved your soul. So now if you die tomorrow, anybody here believes that Jesus is their savior? That he died for you and rose again? Okay. So if you die tomorrow, you're not going to hell. But here's the thing. If you don't die tomorrow, you have to be sacrificed. Amen. So that means that everything has to become new. And the Bible also says that we, we die from a lack of knowledge. We do not know. The Bible also says that Satan and his minions have this place that, he, that is designated for them, and it is called darkness. And you know what that darkness means? It means ignorance. It just means what you don't know. So, so in other words, even though the speed limit is 70 and you're doing 90 and the police pulls you over, just because you didn't see the sign, you're still getting a ticket. Mm -hmm. See, just because you, don't, because you don't know, God is still going, unfortunately, he's going to hold us accountable anyway. 
That's why you come to church. That's why you read your Bible. That's why you do stuff for, you know, on your own or internet or whatever to try, try to gain the knowledge because we have to have knowledge because in all that getting, we need to get an understanding. I just told you a lot of Bible right there in like three seconds. Because, and why? Because we were born wrong and then we were shaped by parents that were so imperfect. God bless them. And then who we were and how much money we had and what neighborhood we grew up in and what color we are and what our background is. All of that helped us become these monsters. And then Jesus comes, even the best of us, don't be offended. Because some people say, well, I wasn't doing anything. I didn't rob banks or steal. You still were a sinner. Amen. We've all fallen short. And I think sometimes we, the bank robbers and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the things like that, we, sometimes they're better because we know what their situation, but see the people who have hatred hidden in their hearts, have people who lie constantly, the people who start trouble. You see what I'm saying? See, those are just as bad. People who talk about people all the time behind. See, that's just as bad. The Bible says if you put your tongue on people, then that's like committing murder. See, it's just as bad, but we, we, we tend to label the really bad things. See, that's really bad. But me, you know, talking about the neighbor down the block gossiping, well, it's not that bad. I'm not hurting anybody. You're not hurting anybody, but God is recording it all. He's, so when you stand before him, he says, hey, with the light that I've given you, were you a sacrifice? Meaning, did I actually take your life? Did your life belong to me? A sacrifice, when, you, when you're sacrificed, that means you belong to the being that's going to sacrifice you. That means you no longer exist. See, and that's the problem. See, that's hard because we have this thing called a will, and, and then we're kind of born in America, where in America, you, you, you know, you can do and be. In America, you can make your own way. In America, you can, you can say whatever you want. You can believe whatever you want. In America, you can try to get as much money as you want. And then we wonder why people don't have health care in America. America was founded on greed. It says pursuit of happiness is above all. Pretty much that's what America. And, and pursuit of happiness is usually equated to money. How is a country this powerful? Everybody don't have health care. I don't get How a country that has this much, how, is pe- how do we have people that are starving, homeless? Because of greed. So we're also shaped by the country. We're... So he says, listen, when I come into your life, you really have to become a sacrifice. You have to, I'm talking to invisible members so you guys don't get offended. You know, you have to literally become a sacrifice to me. You have to, you no longer exist. Oh, that's what it means to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, meaning the way I think has to totally spin around, and that's so difficult, so difficult, because we're shaped by who raised us. We're formed by how, who, who, who put into us. My uncle would be my witness. I wasn't raised by a lot of nice people. He was one of them. <laughs> and all those influences get into your mind. And I can remember my uncles telling me stuff. And they were doing the best they could with what they had. Amen. So I'm not mad at them. But I'm saying my father wasn't there, so I had these surrogates, right? And they begin to form this monster called Kenan. And, and, and then Jesus comes and he says, listen, you now belong to me. Now, allow me into your kitchen Living room, basement. No, Kenan, you won't let me in that back room you got. This, Courtney, we might have to move. See, because <laughs> this stuff's not popular. This stuff will never fill seats. See, because we all got those rooms that God has came in and he's redone it beautifully. And then we have these back, that, you know, that back room where you throw all your junk in and you keep it closed. You don't want everybody to go back there. You know, you know, you got that garage, though. You go out in the garage and it's like, look at all this junk in the garage. You got your basement. You go, no, don't go down there. 
Stay up here where it's remodeled. Stay up here where we put all the work in. Stay up here because when people walk in and they see this first room, I'm going to always make sure that room is good. But see, in our lives, there's back rooms Amen. that we just won't allow him in. How do we see it? Well, look at the state of the country right now. People are fighting and arguing over politics and race, and it's just ridiculous. Amen. No, and, and the sad part is they're calling themselves Christians or evangelicals. I have no idea what an evangelical is. Who are they? I've never seen the word where it says, be an evangelical. Anyway, that's another subject for another time. And, and it's like, man, and we, and we forget. Hey, wait a minute, I'm sacrificed now. So that means I have to begin to let go of how I was raised, let go of who raised me, let go of how, you know, it would influence me, and, and I'm going to have to change the way I think. I'm going to have to, you know, see, because I'm safe a lot of times, you know, when I keep those guards up or I, I keep feeling this deep down inside, I really don't love people. I got, I, I was telling Mike and, and Sam, I said, man, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually been depressed. And Kenny don't get depressed. And you know what I'm depressed about? I care more than I thought. And it scared me. I go, Kenan, when did you start caring that much? Amen. See, there's always a part of me that cares, but it's a part of me that just don't give a crap. And that's how I stay safe. And God Amen. says, see, you, you won't let me in there. Mm-hmm. And I go, God, because it hurts to care, I don't know how to handle caring. Because I, I had to deal with talking to my father through a screen door. So I, can't, I couldn't care that much. You, you following me? Because if you care that much, I'm hurt all the time. So I've taught myself how to not care. And I go, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm like, I'm not depressed about the state of the world. I, the world is doing what the world I thought they would do. I'm depressed that I care. I had someone call me. Friend, now he is a friend. And, 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 and he says, Kenan, I'm upset by everything that's going on. I'm, I'm upset about that man dying. I'm upset about the police. I'm so upset. He says, but you know what I'm really upset about? Is that if I be truthful, I really don't care that much. Truthfully, all the unrest and racism and all that stuff, I actually don't really care. That's what hurts me is I don't, I, what hurts me is that I, I'm not, I don't care that much. That's what hurts me. And I go, welcome to my world because it's always protected me. Because you know what, so people say things, when you, when you lead something or you manage something, you're always just topics of subjects of conversation. And, and then some people, they say great things, some people say bad things, and I got this ability. This, I, 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 I call it a gift, but now I'm starting to question it of not giving a crap. And so what happens is I go, God, well, you know, part of me really just never really gives a crap. And God goes, I know, that's your back room. So you've let me change. You don't slap people anymore. You let me change. You don't judge people. You let me change how you conduct yourself. You let me change these areas. But see that, this this area you won't see, Kenan, you have these back rooms. And your house, from the outside, it looks beautiful. And I'm talking to myself so you don't get mad because you all got back rooms. And, I, and, I, and, and those things are, look great, and they look the part, but then you got these back rooms. And I need to get in the, let me in the back rooms and me remodel those, but I know you don't do it because you're safe. You keep yourself safe. When I am your safety, yeah, amen. I'm your shield, I'm your buckler, I'm your fortress. So here's the thing, you got to let me in because when you let me in, that's why I have you talking to pastors who have thousands of members. Because I need your wisdom and I need your big mouth because you, you unfortunately tell the truth. But if you don't care. Oh, I forgot. Next verse. Come on, we got to get out of here. <laughs> do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says do not. See, the world has this system of operating and it's going to happen. Here's the question, though. 
Why do we operate in it? Why are we arguing over political values? And why are we, why do we do, why are Christians doing that? I can understand the world doing it, but why are Christians doing it? Why are Christians arguing about Democrats and Republicans? We, don't, we shouldn't even be involved. Because we're living sacrifices. We've been transformed, but no, we take sides. And unfortunately, in my organ, I'm not going to lie, Kingdom Global, and I pray nobody gets this. No, I don't care, get it. Kingdom Global is split right now. And I go, how do we get here? Over politics? People that we, we, we love and we go to conferences and we preach together, we eat together. Now we're debating over politics. I choose to sit out. I know what I think. They asked me on this call. I was on this call with, like, I don't know, 15 pastors. And they go, Kenan, what do you think? You know what I think? I think I'll sit it out. I think all of you sound silly. Go ahead, click me off. Because we're debating about stuff when we really should only be talking about the love of Christ. Why are we participating? I'm not saying ignore it. You can't ignore some man who's being choked to death on the street. You can't ignore it. But I'm saying I ain't making this guy no saint either. Using him as this martyr. Memorial service at the memorial service. Put him in the ground. Let the man body, let him rest. But it caught us at the right time, the pandemic. And but what I will say is that you will all be lying. Trying to convince people that racism exists now is like trying to get them to convince them you've seen a ghost. It does exist. But here's the thing. Why are we participating? Oh, I know why. I know why. Because we were born in sin and we were shaped by our parents and influences and then where we were, what color we are, all these things begin to form us. And then Jesus comes into our lives, but we won't let him in the back rooms. Amen. Welcome back, everybody. Good to see you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wanted something jolly. Go to Proverbs really quick. Proverbs, I want a big clock in the back. Somebody... Sam, buy me a clock so I can, with a countdown. Now, mind you, every time I go to churches that have that, I go over automatically just to see if we're going to blow up or something. But Sam, <laughs> give me a clock so I can. I literally go down, and I, I watch it, it'll be like zero, zero, one, click, and then it goes red, and I go, are we going to blow up? <laughs> oh, yes, I feel like it's a bomb. Uh, Proverbs 1. Uh, Chris, come on. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Now, listen to, my, listen to your father's instruction. Listen, don't forsake your mother's teaching, but you got to realize something. They are flawed. Very flawed. So your mom is telling you things. Your father's correcting you with things, but they might not be correcting you right. So even, and some of us, some of you have great parents who did the best they could with what they had. You guys know my mom. My mom, she did the best she could with what she had, and I think me and my brother turned out okay, but we were still, we're still flawed, because she's flawed. And so she had to correct things all oh, based on how she felt and what she believed and what she, uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> so what it, So it says, listen to your parents, but realize something. Sometimes you might get older and you might have to go against your parents. See, because your parents have been taught by flawed parents. And then what generation and what years you were born in, that shapes you also. Life is a lot different now in the 60s than it is now. Oh, no, it's not. It looks like 1965 again. So maybe you're wrong, Kenny. They don't look that different. Maybe we haven't come that far. We just thought because we had a, a half-black president for eight years that the world was better. But that's okay. It's the world. But why are we participating? When we're new, when we're sacrifices, when none of that matters anymore. Well, it's our back room. Come on. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. They are to be heard. And to, now, see, it is. I'm trusting your parenting better than I'm trusting generations of parenting. See, your parenting now has been 
of influence by how you live. But let me be honest. A lot of you have to go against what you were taught by your parents. Amen. All right. You following me? Come on, Chris. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. So my son, listen, if, if those who just want to do wrong, they try to get you to go wrong, I'm not going wrong for friendship's sake. Amen. I am willing to risk friends. I'm willing to risk family. Amen. I'm willing to risk it all. You know why? Because I'm a sacrifice. I'm trying to let him in my entire house. Amen. Trying. Now, I'm not comfortable with it, and I haven't done it yet. I'm working on it. I'm holding on to the door now. I'm like, don't go in here. <laughs> you are too. Don't judge me. <laughs> Amen. Come on, Chris. If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some if harmless soul. If they say, soul. come along with me, come on, guys. We all should feel this way. Are you going to go? I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't care. I don't care your social views. I'm, I, see, I, I have mine, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the whole thing, and I'm going, Lord, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at all of this through a lens of who I am, how I was raised, who raised me, what, unfortunately, what color I am. See, all these things influence you. Welcome back. All these things influence how you feel about stuff. And then the word comes in, and now the word has made you new, right? No. No. Because still, you're still hanging on a lot of you. Amen. And it affects your views and your decisions and how you think about things. So if someone says, let's go kill some innocent people, you're going to go? No, you're not going to go because you guys are good people. But what if they say, come along with me, my views? And some of my views might alienate certain people, might push down certain social classes, might divide us racially. Do you go along with that? Come on. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole. I've like never those seen so much dead. animosity, Chris. I've never seen so many people angry. Christians. I'm on the line with Christians, prominent Christians. Some of them guys on that call have churches in the thousands. You, if I mention their name, they, they're on television. They were on the call. And you want to know what I think? Little Kenan in Emily City? You don't know where that is. I didn't know where that was. Right. <laughs> know what I think? I think we should be sitting it out. And we should be demanding the things of God, maybe? I know, I know what color I am. I'm proud of what color I am. I got a built-in tan. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but what does that got to do with all this? Is, is, it, is it just injustice? Yes. Is it racism? Yes. I'll call it what it is. But how come you're not calling it what it is? So we can get through it and we can, then maybe if the church was in the right place, we could demand that the country would be in the right place. But we, we can't get along at church. We, we're divided still at church. We can't even decide on doctrine at church. That's why we got all these denominations. And so the people out here go, I don't want to do a church. You're all a bunch of hypocrites. And I kind of go, you know what? I kind of agree. Because we all got these back rooms that we won't let Jesus in. He, he's, we're allowed him to change the front room because that's where everybody comes in. But we all have these back rooms we won't let him in. And, and back there we have thoughts of racism that are hidden, thoughts of classism that is hidden, political views that we hide behind. Uh, I'm sorry. I really wanted you guys to come back gloriously. But you know me. I got a big mouth and all I do is try to tell the truth. Come on, let me get done like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. See, it sounds good. Let us go in. Let's, let's get everything. Let's get all this money. Let's just get, bring all this stuff to our houses so we can live these great, these great lives. And that's the problem. Another problem we have is everybody's only concerned about their life. 
how it affects them. You got to put yourself. I told the guy who told me I'm upset that I'm not that upset. You know why you'll never be that upset? It's because you're white. Now, here's the thing. You need to do what you're doing now. You need to ask your black friend what it's like to be black in America. See, this makes people uncomfortable. You need to ask your black friend when, who sees lights flashing and shining in his, his, in his mirror. And I'm not praying that this is not just a, a, a butthole. <laughs> I'm wondering now, we're going to get into something that I might not make it out of here. You'll never know until you try to put yourself in the other person's shoes. And only way you can do it is to hear it. Not with a closed mind of your thinking and how you've been raised, but with an open mind to say, I don't know. It's just like me. How do I understand the plight of a white man in America? I don't know unless I ask a white man who I believe in and who I know loves me, Amen. and who I trust. See, don't ask no random black person on the street. <laughs> hey, black guy, can I ask you? Don't do that. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. I know it is. I'm almost done. Come on. For their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. They run to do something evil, and they can't wait to kill somebody. It says, man, you need to listen to your parents, but remember your parents, a little flaw too, and some of you are sitting there going, yeah, my mom's pretty crazy. Yeah, my dad, oh, shoot. Yeah. So I do trust your, your kids got more hope because you guys are different, I hope. Mm -hmm. I love my mom, but sometimes I go, ooh, mom, you crazy. <laughs> My dad, I mean, love my dad. Me and my dad reconciled, you know, and we weren't friends. But, but I go, Dad, man, you, you messed me up a little bit, dude. I'm not holding you accountable. But I do have to say, you messed me up. So now I got to repair all that. Amen. You follow me? Then Jesus comes and he says, let me help you repair. And I go, no, but okay, repair this and repair that. But don't do the brakes because... You know how they take your car to the shop and they call you? You go to get an oil change and they call you, with, hey, you need a transmission, your, your <laughs> rings are bad, you know, and you, by the way, you know your window's cracked. <laughs> and what do you say? I just, just do the oil. <laughs> That's how we do Jesus. Yep. He comes in and we pull, our, we pull our cars into the lot. And Jesus says, okay, let me check it out. He throws the hood up. And he goes in there and he starts checking stuff. And he goes, man, your seals are leaking. Man, your, your exhaust is not good. Man, your air conditioner is not working. Man, you need brakes. Man, you, and you go, no, just change the oil. <laughs> pray, I pray you come back. I really do. John 15, really quick. Let me get us out of here. John 15, chapter 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. This is Jesus. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Come on. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. He's going to cut it off, every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit. I was going through my plants last night. I call them my babies. And I was going <laughs> through the plant, and I'm like, oh, there's a bad one. Clip. Oh, there's a bad one. Clip. You know, because bad ones drain from the good ones. You got to get that out of there so the rest of it will be good. So I'm pulling bad ones off. And Jesus says, I am the vine, and my father is the gardener, and, and he's constantly checking us for limbs that don't produce. Come on. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And even the branches that do bear fruit, he still clips those. You know how women go, I got to go to get my ends clipped. Why do you get your ends clipped? So your hair keep growing right. Because those dead ends won't let your hair grow. <laughs> so he says, man, I got to, I got my father does that. He so you, some branches bear no fruit, and he'll cut those out. And then some branches of hate bears no fruit. He's trying to get those out. Br branches of racism and all this crazy mess, he's trying to get those out. And then the ones that produce good fruit, which you are understanding, 
you do get things, you are sensible. He's pruning those so it can grow larger. He, he wants those to continue. He wants the other ones gone. Come on. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken you to you. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Come on. Remain in me as I also remain in you. Now here's the thing. You have to remain in me. You have to, uh, some say abide, some say you have to stay, you have to stay joined to me. See this, see, see the pandemic and all this crap, and, and, and see it's driven, it's driven some people away from God. See, because I needed God, as the, I needed to go to church every week so I can go in there and let Kenan stick a gas thing in my butt and fill me up, and that lasted me for about a week. But I kept telling you guys, what happens when they tell us we can't come together? And it happened. Mm -hmm. So I say, man, that's why I wish I could tell you all the fluffy stuff. I wish I could tell you all the soft things. But I have to tell you the truth because that's the only way we're going to survive. If I'm not yelling at you every Sunday, are you still a believer? Are you still a Christian? You still trust God? Are you starting to conform to the world because you've been away too long? Are you starting to think like them again? See, because when something gets pressured, it goes back to what it knows. Are you getting involved with that political madness? Are you, are you, see, are you, have you been away too long, or, or is God still ruling over you? Are you still transformed by the newness of thought? Well, well, I got a couple of texts today, oh, Pastor, I can't make it, I got this going on, I want to be there. And I'm like, that's fine. But I know some people are camping and enjoying summer, that's what we do. Nothing wrong with it. But my thing is, man, I mean, uh, we've been away for a long time. I mean, man, some of you have been having a ball. Come on. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain Jesus in me. Jesus says, man, if you take a branch and you pull it, that's fake, but we'll use it. And, and you take a, you break it off from the root, as you lay it on the ground, it will still be green, but then eventually it's going to turn brown. Yep. Why? Because it's away from the source. Yep. So Jesus says, if you bearing fruit, if you are keeping yourself, if you do think about things sensibly, if you have been looking at things with love and understanding, if you have forgiven and keep your creepy attitudes, people get attitudes, you tell them the truth. They get mad at you. It's like, man, why are you mad at me? I'm just telling you the truth. But here's the thing. You can't whoop me. I'm sorry. <laughs> see, see, I'm, I'm still trying to get out of that Detroit crap. Because it always comes down that you can't whoop me. Where did that come from? I don't want to fight. That's the back room. Yeah, yeah. It always comes down to that with me. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it, but I don't be mad. I, you know, I love you. Okay, so you can't beat me fighting. <laughs> and I go, where did that come from? <laughs> it's the back rooms. Amen. My mind always goes there. Okay, we can disagree, man. We're cool, but don't get in my face. Amen. Those are the back rooms. Amen. They keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, can, can I get in the back rooms? You need new carpet in the back room. No, no, nobody go back there. No. Jesus, I don't let nobody back there anyway. <laughs> I'm almost done. Come on. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. He says, man, I'm just, if you, if you pull away from me, you are not going to bear fruit. It, you will know them by their fruit. What is the fruits of the Spirit? Can you name some? All those things are the fruit, not fruits. They're not multiple fruits. It's just the fruit of the Spirit being in you and transforming your life. He says you will never produce fruit if you don't stay with me. I know church hasn't been together in, in, a, in months, and I know you haven't been able to get, but stay with me. Don't let, don't be start to drift back into that madness that's out there. Because you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. But when pressure comes, you go back to what you know. So that's what it is, huh? Whenever you, you pressure too much, and it's like, okay, okay, now see? Pushing it. 
First you love, like, man, man, calm down. I'm just trying to tell you what it is. All right, I get your view, man, but hey, man, you know I love you. Man, okay, so now you're mad at me. Now you got attitude. Okay, you can't whoop me. <laughs> See? I grew up with an attitude that's wrong, and I'll admit it. Here's the attitude. You need me before I need you. And it, is, it has tainted me. So I'm telling on myself so I won't, you won't get mad. And God is saying, I got to get, let the Holy Spirit, let the cleanup crew get into that back room. I'll think about it. See, because people get upset with me all the time. And I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Keeps me safe. Keeps me telling the truth. And I hear God going, I thought your love for me kept you telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I thought your love for the people keeps you telling the truth. If you don't stay joining me, you will, th- you, will, you will be thrown away. You will be like dry branches that are gathered up and they're just burned in the fire. Me, me and Mike had to cut down a tree. The tree fell on my deck in the storm. And me and Mike, we cut it up and just burn it in the fire. It's no good anymore. Used to bear. Used to bear leaves and shade and now it's, it's just done. It's cut off. It's gone. Burn it. Verse 7 says, stay joined in me and let my teachers become part of you. Let my teachings become part of you. Let it literally become part of you. Then you can pray for whatever you want and your prayers will be answered. How come some of your prayers don't get answered? Well, I'll read it again so you don't think I'm saying it. Stay joined to me and let my teachings actually become part of you. So that means I know you get upset when somebody corrects you. I know you get an attitude when somebody says something you don't agree with. I know when somebody has a different view, it bothers you. And I know you hide it, even though you, still, you do have a problem, you hide it. And I know you got these issues, and it says, stay joined in and let my teachings become part of you. Then you can pray, and you can ask me whatever, and then I'll answer it. So that means that, wait a minute, our attitude and how we handle things, and if we stay locked into you or not, it affects my prayer. Yes. He says you can stand before a mountain and tell it to be removed, but if you have issue with someone, you need to forgive. See, that's back room stuff. No, Kenny, you don't know what they did to me. And I go, um, I can tell you a list of what people have done to me, but I still had to forgive them. Amen. You never had to stand in court and listen to somebody not tell the truth and forgive at the same time. You never had to look down at a father on his deathbed knowing he sucked and go, man, I forgive you. Man. I'm, you got to hear that. Don't you leave here without me telling you that. Amen. Don't talk to me about who you got to forgive. People who look you in your face and tell you they love you and you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and then one thing changes years of relationship. And they just, now they just think, you know, one thing canceled out 15 years of me knowing you. So we were born wrong. We were raised wrong. We were raised American, which isn't perfect, by the way. (laughs) Unfortunately, so unfortunate. Our skin color affects how we grow up. So unfortunate. We look at that now and we go, that's so stupid. But it did. It affected you. It's not not the humankind. It's it's them. I ain't talking about white to black. I'm talking about period. Come on, huh? So what am I saying? 
Let's get back down to business. The business of becoming sacrifices. The business of being transformed. The plugging back into Jesus and letting him go through our database. Lift our hood up and go, nah, nah, yeah, yeah. That could be better, but you're doing okay. See, that's the pruning. See, it's producing fruit, but y'all got to get more. So you have those who produce no fruit. You have some that produces fruit, and you have some that produces the most fruit. I'm closing. I told them, I said, listen, we're going to come back. We're cranking back up this Sunday. You know what I'm going to do? With all this unrest and all this, this the bickering and, and all this division. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to 170 Western. And by the way, I'm going to look all them white folks in the face. And I'm going to tell them I love them. And I'm going to mean it from my heart. So when my friend said, hey, man, I couldn't even watch that video. I couldn't watch it. That, that man on the ground like that getting murdered in front of my face. I told my wife, turn it off. I can't watch it. I told him, man, I've seen it a hundred times. Let me tell you why. It proves that my heart has changed. It proves that Jesus has changed my heart because something like that, an unchanged person will begin to have bitterness, hatred towards people who did nothing. Just because of what color they are? See? So it helps me. It helps me go, Kenny, you really are different. Because I still put my life on Mark. I really will. I'll still bet my life on Mike. I will. I'll still bet my life on Kimberly. I will. I'll still bet my life on the majority of you. And here it is. You ain't the same color as me. But we have the same Father in heaven, and I'm counting on that. Why are we involved? Why are we? I'm talking about the body of Christ, not full potential. All of us, why are we involved? Why aren't we sitting on the sideline going, what are you guys doing? I know why. Because the back rooms. But we won't let them in. We got these beautiful temples. I go to some amazing churches. And man, by the way, you guys got to get ready because people are already calling, man, I got to get you to come. I've been home for two years, so don't get mad at me. But I got to go tell the world something. Know what I'm going to tell the world? Shut up. Let Jesus change your life, would you please? It's beyond just confessing them. It's, it's also becoming, we leave the sacrifice part out. Well, I got a message to the world. Your little pastor in this little church. Pray for me. I pray for you. Father, I give you glory and praise, and I ask and pray, Lord, you would continue to bless us. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us back into the house. Pray for all our members that aren't here today. Pray that you would keep holding them and watch over them. But, Lord, I'm asking and praying that we will never gather again without a major deposit of the Spirit going inside of us to help us become more like you want us to be. So, Lord, right now, we lay down situations on the carpet right now. Lord, all of us have these things, and some of it is just repeating. We wish we can get away from it, and we wish we could stop being that way. We, we even want, we even pray that we can, but we still won't get you in. We still keep that back door locked. We still keep that basement locked. We still keep that garage door down, because that's where all our junk is that keeps us safe, that brings us fake pleasure, that makes us feel better, makes us feel special, protects us from our insecurities. <laughs> and I'm saying, Lord, if you're going to change, just change it all. Because that's what a sacrifice means. I no longer have rights. If I'm sacrificed, that means I no longer really exist. My only purpose is to fulfill what you want. If you sacrifice a lamb, the lamb is just it's done. It's just fulfilling what you want. And Jesus says, hey, are you sacrifices? Are you, can, I, can I fulfill everything I want in you? Are you? Or are you just an American Christian who, who brings me his views and asks me to agree with it? 
Are you an evangelical <laughs> who gets caught up in holy religious crap and with the, with the outward sign of the spirit but no transformation of heart at all? Are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? Are you black or are you white? My hero, Bruce Lee, I'm still praying. They just did a documentary on him, but I could write a documentary on him myself. And the guy asked Bruce Lee, he said, do you consider yourself a North American or a Chinese? And Bruce Lee says, I consider myself a human being. Because under the heavens and under the sky, we're all just people. We just happen to be different. And I go, that's why he's my hero. That's why he's the only man I admire. So, Lord, let us walk out of here today and do better. Let us walk out of here today and get back to what we know. Let's walk out here today and be light, salt to a dying world who needs our help very badly. Let us leave here today with our preconceived notions put in a bag that we can throw them out in the garbage Monday morning. Let the, let the garbage men pick it up. Let, let, our, let, our, our, let our background and everything that we've been taught and how we were raised, Lord, let it begin to fall away. Prune that. Prune it. So that we can see things out of the eyes, out of the lens of how you see things. And, Lord, we ask and pray for your help because we cannot do that alone. And, Lord, I pray you give me strength. I pray you give me boldness. I pray you help me help them. Don't let me get discouraged, God. Help me to stay strong. Help me to see things your way. Pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.